So finally, we have some downside in the market. And the good thing is, it's not just in the stock market. This sell-off was spread across different markets, finding in crypto, equities, even crude oil sold off. Well, not really sold off, but was down by 4%. So let's get straight into price action. I'm going to start with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is so disappointing. And the reason it's disappointing is because Bitcoin is now correlated with the S&P 500. You would expect Bitcoin to be a hedge. Well, I'm not really surprised because back in March, during that sell-off, Bitcoin actually sold off more than gold during this period here. So it's not very surprising to see Bitcoin once again selling off with the stock market. But that's not really what you should do. It means you cannot use Bitcoin as a hedge. It just doesn't work. Bitcoin has become just another financial instrument in the global market. Anyway, so price has taken out this support here. So this channel is no longer valid. That support has failed. So I'm going to I'm going to hide it. So price is now at 10 1,298. So the next support level is somewhere here. Well, we are currently sitting at support. So this is currently a support zone. So that first support at 10,900 has failed. Price, if you look closely, you'll see that price is below the Ichimoku cloud. I'm going to drag this slightly to the left so you can see this. Right, so this is price here. And this is where the Ichimoku cloud ends. So price is below that cloud. And as a trend follower, once price is below the Ichimoku cloud, there is now a bearish bias so bitcoin is in bearish territory using this model the jamoka cloud model also the rsi has fallen below 40. rsi currently sits at 36 so that's not very good bitcoin is in bearish territory that's what that means if i move this back yes somewhere here my current thesis is Bitcoin is moving down it's bearish it's below the cloud RSI is below 40 okay that's the thesis but what is the alternative thesis the alternative thesis is price this whole area here forms a very major strong support zone that area also coincides with this value area here. That's where most of the buying and selling has taken place at this price point. It's actually a range. It's from uh, 10,000 to 9,000. That whole area is gonna form a very strong support. And that's also where the 
200 day moving averages. So the alternative thesis is although Bitcoin is bearish now, there could be a bounce here that can price back up. So as a swing trader who is monitoring the trend, this is my first level. We're currently at that level. 10,300. 10, now, if that level fails, price falls into the zone. The final level I'm looking at is somewhere here. 8,600. If price takes out this support, then there's trouble. Anywhere down here is a big problem. So, main thesis, price keeps going down, it falls in here, this is a buy zone, but if it falls below 8,600, then that's trouble for Bitcoin. That's the way I'm seeing it. Okay, let me get rid of all these lines. That's the way I'm seeing it, but right now, I'm not too worried. I see this as a buy zone, waiting for the bounce. I want to look at the US dollar. Why? Because the US dollar is looking very interesting now. Now what I'm seeing here, price is consolidating. So from here, there was a sell-off and then a bit of consolidation and then continuation of the trend. And now we have this consolidation. So what's going to happen next? Nobody knows. But what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing price is making a lower low and the RSI is making higher highs. And it's not just once, it's three times now. So this is the first higher high, second, third. So that's not just one divergence, but it's like a triple divergence. Divergences usually work at tops and bottoms. So this is looking like the US dollar wants to begin an uptrend. And if you now put in the fundamental backdrop, the EU, that is Germany, which Germany is a main is a major export nation, they're becoming very worried about the strength of the euro. So could this be the point where the euro begins to you know fall? And since most, I think about 50% of the DXY is just a Euro. This could be the point where the DXY begins to turn back upwards. It's very possible. I'm still very reluctant to buy here. And the reason for that is if I stick this DXY in my trend model. Let me look for a trend model. I have two models. I use the Ichimoku Cloud as one model and right now price is below that cloud. This is cloud here, the red part. This is where price is. DXY is currently sitting at 92.97 and that is several points below the cloud. So from here down to here 
is about 1%, 1.6%. That's a lot for DXY. We're below the cloud, but I need to check my RSI model. I have two models. So I'm going to check with the RSI model. I'm going to switch this, move this here. Daily trend. So this is a chart of the DXY. Stock chart calls it USD for some reason. I don't know why. But this is the, the DXY. It's currently under that cloud. But if I use my RSI model, this is my RSI model here. Price is still below this double line. This is a trend following model using the RSI. As long as price is below the double line, the asset is in bearish territory and there should be no buying taking place. But once price crosses above this double line, then buying can take place. So my guess is by the time we're currently in a channel here. So by the time price or the DXY rises and breaks out of this channel, that will be the first signal. That's signal number one. I still think it will be below the double line at that point. But once it breaks into and above the cloud, that's signal number two. The next thing to follow is price breaking above, sorry, this um, five day moving average breaking above this double line. That'll be signal number three. That's the time to go long. Some people are more, um, some people are more aggressive. For aggressive traders, they might be comfortable with going long once price breaks out of this channel. But I want to take it on the plate safe. So breakout above the channel is signal number one. Breakout above the cloud, signal number two. And five day moving average above the double line is signal number three. So that's what I'm looking at. That's the alternative thesis. But the main thesis is Bitcoin, I'm sorry, not Bitcoin. The US dollar continues downwards. It's very similar to this um, pattern here. A downtrend, consolidation, breakdown. So this is a downtrend, consolidation, breakdown. But I have to be mindful of what's happening in the macro space. Fundamentals are looking like it's about to turn around. I can also use that RSI model for Bitcoin. Let me see what it looks like. I'm just gonna put in BTC USB here. Okay, let's see what it looks like for Bitcoin. So this is Bitcoin here. Bitcoin has, I need to get rid of these lines. Go away. Okay, here we are. Now, this is interesting. With Bitcoin, price has fallen below the cloud. So this is the cloud, this is price. So using my Jumoku model, Bitcoin is in bearish territory. But if I look at my RSI model, 
my trend following model using the RSI, price is still above the dotted line. So it's not it's not bearish here using this model. Now what that means is I can feel safe if I start buying here at this support here because this is a major support here. If I start buying here expecting a bounce, I can still feel safe because that's in line with my my process until I see this five day moving average breaking below this double line then it's no longer safe to buy that's why I have two model two trend following models anyway enough of that moving on to the next asset which is gold now gold is an interesting one because while the stock market is selling off Bitcoin which is supposed to be a store of value a hedge is also selling off with the stock market commodities are selling off gold is holding support this is that range we've been in since July and price is still within that channel so what does that mean it means gold still has I'm using GLD for gold here gold is GLD is at 170 181 around 180 so this means there's a lot of um, momentum building up and if it's not breaking down now I'm guessing that momentum is building up for an upside move and if I look at the cloud price is currently above the cloud so it's still in bullish territory the RSI is still above 40 so gold remains in an uptrend so my main thesis is it's still going up it continues to the upside now the alternative thesis is that gold breaks down the support here fails and if that happens the next resistance level is here 170 if 170 doesn't hold, the next support is somewhere here, this range here. This is that consolidation back in April. So within this zone, this is a zone. I drag this all the way here. Right, this zone here. That's where the value area is. That's where the 200 day moving average is going to meet that support zone and that's where we have this consolidation now if the price of gld breaks below that zone then gld is in trouble then i will have to defer to this model but right now i think gld on that model will still be above this double line so no need to use that model So that's GLD. What's also interesting with GLD is if I go to gold miners, GDX, still the same pattern. Price is within that channel. So while the stock market is selling off, gold stocks 
are holding support. They're holding firm. They're not breaking below this support. And this is Friday's candle. This is Thursday's candle. So that entire sell-off we had in the market, this is all a deed in gold mines. So there is some sort of internal strength there, which will result in momentum to the upside. So when the market sells off, the stocks that sell off the least will usually be the leaders when the market uptrend resumes. So this is a very good ETF to watch. It's not just GDX. I think GDXJ as well. Yep. SLV. Let me see what silver looks like. Yeah. Gold, silver, gold miners. Um, SILJ. I don't think this is on eToro. SILJ is also holding support. So it's looking good for gold and precious metals. Next one is SPY. Right. A lot of people had massive drawdowns between Thursday and Friday. So that's most people, not everybody, but most people experience that. So this uptrend, uptrend line, well, I was expecting to see a pullback at that uptrend line, but price broke above that line. So that line is useless now. Get rid of that line. Right. Now I can see the SPY clearly. So I'm going to take, I'm going to draw a line here. This is where I was expecting to see a pullback. There. I was expecting to see a double top and there was some consolidation for a few days and then there was a breakout to the upside so that support no it was resistance at that point so we had this top here and this consolidation here that formed a resistance area now price broke above and during the sell-off price is bouncing off that same zone so resistance has become support. Now, the SPY is still above the cloud. So it's still bullish. RSI is still above 40. It's currently 53. So that's still bullish. So my thesis here is the SPY is still in an uptrend. Now, I don't know what's going to happen next week. The sell-off might continue. But as long as price remains above the cloud and RSI is above 40, still in an uptrend. Now, what happens if this support doesn't hold? The next support zone is somewhere here. I'll say here. This is SPY. So that's 323. That's my next level that I'm watching. And this extends all the way to last year. So it's not just a, a minor support, it's actually a major support because there is a consolidation zone here. I have that channel somewhere here, not this one, this one. So there's a bit of consolidation here that makes it a strong support zone. So I'm gonna turn that off. 
right. Okay. What if that doesn't hold? If that doesn't hold, the next level is here. This is another zone or another support or resistance. If you look here, this is resistance, retest, and then breakout. So that's a resistance area and that became support bounce retest and breakout so that's the next level this is the alternative thesis now if this support doesn't hold price will come down here i'll be watching this level if that level doesn't hold then this is my worst case scenario at this point price will be below the cloud that means the market is in trouble that means there's something bigger at play and probably won't be buying the dip there if i try if i try to see where the value area is yeah this is where the value area is right there so this is a major support area that's where the 200 day moving average is so i'm expecting a bounce somewhere here if this level doesn't hold if we break below this I hope to have some cash left because that's going to be really bad. Okay, that's all for price action. Now, let me check market breadth to see just exactly what's going on. Now, this sell-off could have easily been, well, I don't want to say predicted, but you could have seen signs of something going on from the market breadth. So right now, we're having this sell-off and if I look at the cumulative advance decline what it shows me is I'm gonna need to do some annotation here okay in the blue line I have my large caps so large caps have been advancing since that bottom in March and there is a swing high here and then there was a low formed it's a higher low and then there was more advancement forming a higher high here so large caps are doing fine until thursday for mid caps this is that swing high in the advancement and then from the lower low but it has failed to capture that high so what it has done is it has formed a lower high so that's the first sign that, okay, the market is moving upwards, large caps are leading, but mid caps are suffering. And then if I look at small caps, this is that swing high, advances, and then there's a, a lower low here. And since then, the cumulative advance decline line for small caps has not been able to capture this high has formed a lower high so there's a divergence here there's a divergence here this is not a divergence but the market kept going upwards so there was a divergence between price and 
the cumulative advanced decline. So that was the sign that something wasn't right with the market. And that was why I was 50% in cash. So now we have that pullback in the market and the large caps have pulled back, mid caps have pulled back, small caps have also pulled back. I need to use another breath measure to try to see what is taking place. So for that, I will go to the percentage of stocks above the 200 day moving average. Now, if I use this, this is showing something slightly different from cumulative advanced decline line. This is the New York Stock Exchange in purple. 54% of stocks listed on that exchange are still above their 200 day moving average. That's kind of good. Any value above, any percentage above 50 is quite okay. But that value, that percentage is higher than last week. So what's going on? If there's a sell-off, shouldn't there be more stocks below their 200-day moving average? Well, I cannot explain that. I don't know what's going on. Now, if I look at the Nasdaq exchange, 51% of stocks are above their 200-day moving average. That's less than last week. Is it last week? No. I think this is daily. Yeah, it's daily. Yeah, end of day. Okay, so this is Friday. This is Thursday. So what's the trend? It's the trend I really want to see here. Let me check the trend. Okay, I'm gonna draw a line. So what's the trend here? The trend is pretty much flat for the New York Stock Exchange. For the NASDAQ, that trend is downwards. For the S&P 500, 63% of stocks are above the 200 day moving average. That is very good. In a bull market, you want to see more than 50% of stocks above their 200 day moving average. And the trend for the S&P 500 large caps is flat. It's not increasing, it's not decreasing. For mid caps, the percentage is 55. And that trend I would say is also flat. For small caps, 50. Trend, is I would say flat so what's really going on here using this breath measure I would say there's nothing to worry about the market still looks healthy now what can be responsible for that sell-off it's probably those large cap tech stocks that's what I'm suspecting large cap tech stocks apple google microsoft netflix tesla all those tech stocks so they're probably the ones that are pulling the market downwards because they are selling off mid caps look healthy small caps look like they're doing fine and i can actually check that by looking at their charts so this is the s p 500 spy Look at this. Take this away, drag this here. Okay, this is the SPY. Look at that sell-off. 
that Thursday's candle is massive, big red candle. Friday, well, there was a little bit of a pushback, but it's also a massive candle. Now, if I check NASDAQ 100, this is worse. This actually began on Wednesday. Wednesday, that's a red candle. I think that's a, what do you call a candle? Shooting star or hanging man? One of the two. Uh, Thursday, massive candle, almost a full body candle. Friday, so this is a massive sell off here. Now, if I check mid caps, IJ, what do I see? Not much of a sell off. In fact, it's almost flat. So it's just a, it's like a consolidation basically. Nothing much is really taking place there. What if I check um, small caps? IJR. Not a lot. It's not much of a sell-off. What about Russell 2000 IWM? See, not much. So that event on Thursday and Friday is mostly large cap tech stocks selling off. So the market is still very healthy until it's not healthy. And that's going by the 200 uh, percentage of stocks above their 200 day moving average. For small caps, mid caps, large caps, Nasdaq exchange, New York stock exchange, they're all above 50 or at 50. That's pretty good. Another breath measure is to check the new highs and new lows that are being formed. If I use that in the New York Stock Exchange, there are 11 stocks making new 52 week highs despite this sell off. Okay? That's important because when I look at the NASDAQ, there are 50. Is it? No, hold on. Is that? new high okay this is new highs minus new lows so that's 11 more stocks making new 52 week highs than stocks making new 52 week lows i think the number of stocks making 52 week lows are zero so that's 11. for nasdaq it's 56 stocks making new 52 week lows I'll say that again. So for the for the New York Stock Exchange, 11 stocks making new 52-week highs. For NASDAQ, 50, 56 stocks making new 52-week lows. So you can see that contrast. That sell-off is mostly in tech because NASDAQ is the exchange where most tech stocks are listed. Well, not really tech stocks, but non-financial stocks. Now, if I look into the large caps, mid caps, and small caps, what do I see? I see in the large caps, two stocks formed new 52-week highs. Two stocks. No stock formed the 52-week low. In the mid caps, 
two stocks formed new highs, one stock formed a new low. And in the small caps, four stocks formed new highs, three stocks formed new lows. Now this is giving me some deep insight into what's going on. So what can I draw from this? I'm actually going to use this information is very useful for picking stocks. So what this is saying is at a time when the market is selling off and let me see Apple. This is Apple. Look at Apple selling off Facebook. That the Amazon. Yeah. So at a time when stocks are selling off, the market is selling off, Bitcoin is selling off, gold is holding support, some stocks in the market are forming new highs. Isn't that kind of interesting? So two stocks formed new high in large caps two stocks formed new highs in mid caps, four stocks formed new high in small caps. I want to know these stocks. I want to find out which stocks are making new highs at a time like this. That's very important. Like how can you be forming new highs when everybody is selling off? Or okay, everybody's not selling off, but the large cap tech stocks are selling off. The market is selling off. So I'm going to use those stocks to, or I'm going to pick those stocks as my stock picks for this week. So I'm going to find out what are the, that's two, four, eight. What are the eight stocks that are forming new highs at a time like this? So that takes me to stock picks for this week. And how do I find that out? I'm gonna scan, I'm gonna use this code. So I know they are stocks because I'm only interested in stocks, not ETFs. So my type is gonna be equal to stock. And I'm gonna change this because I want to scan, I want to scan large caps, mid caps and small caps. So I'm gonna change that to group is SP500 or it's going to copy this I think that's faster or group is SP400 so SP400 is mid caps or group is SP600 Okay, so this will make the scan engine scan for stocks within the SP500 large caps or the SP400 mid caps or the SP600 small caps. And what is it scanning for? It's going to scan for stocks in which today's close, well, that's actually Friday's close, Friday being, or today being Friday, 
today's close is greater than yesterday's daily close for the past 253 days so that's what gives me my 52 weeks that's a year 52 weeks make one year so these are trading trading days so that's how I define my 52 weeks and uh, I'm gonna take this one out I don't need this I don't need this um, I need this code and I'm gonna rank them by scooter so check my syntax syntax is correct okay I'm gonna scan and I want to find out these eight stocks two in large caps two in mid caps four in small caps so I'll run the scan and here they are to power brand corp that's consumer discretionary that's the sector industries durable household products corset therapeutics healthcare pharmaceuticals brown foreman corporation consumer staples okay it's a distiller fiesta restaurant group uh, that sounds terrible restaurant and bars darling ingredients archer daniels midlands coaster and lancaster there are lots of consumer staples here that kind of makes sense you know when the market is selling off people still need to buy their staples they need to buy food they need to buy medicine look at that healthcare they need to buy um need to buy things that they cannot do without so it kind of makes sense so this is small cap one two uh it actually doesn't tally with what i have on that what i have here it says four small caps but i am seeing two small caps and i'm seeing one two three four well i don't care about that all right I found my stocks. I'm gonna dump them into this chart list. And these are the stocks. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna view them here in an RRG. So I can see right away. Let me get rid of this tail. Uh, I need three weeks. So I can see right away that this stock, TUP, is the best performer in terms of momentum and relative strength. Before I get too excited, let me check if these stocks are on eToro. So Tupperware brand, TUP. 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 Oh doesn't exist on eToro this is the problem with eToro there are lots of stocks you cannot find on eToro it's sad but eToro is still the best broker so get rid of this because it's not on eToro darling ingredients dar okay i have that 
Next one, Archer Daniels Midlands. A, B, M. Okay, I have that. Fiesta Restaurant Group. F R G I. F R G I. Not an eToro. See? That's a big problem with eToro. Acosa. A C A. Oh, doesn't exist on eToro. Get rid of this. Brown Foreman Corporation. How do you type this in? BF slash B. No, BF, I think. BF. Brown. Brown. No, that's not it. That's in London. Doesn't exist on eToro. Get rid of this. Corsept Therapeutics. C O R T. C O R T. Not eToro. Lancaster Colony, L-A-N-C, L-A-N-C, no, this is in London, alright, so out of all the stocks, there are only two on Vito, Darling Ingredients and Archer Daniels, and they both look good, I'm going to max this out, so I can see straight away that DAR is the best performer between these two. It has the highest relative strength, which is closest to the right, and the highest momentum, which is closest to the top. Now I want to visualize how they are rotated. Okay, leading, loss of momentum, loss of relative strength. With, okay, leading again. That's pretty straightforward, clockwise. Yeah, but what, what I can see is DAR is more volatile because it has a longer tail. See, long tail, long, 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 long. And all during that period, ADM maintains a very short tail. It's long here, but it's consistently short. So what that means is ADM is less volatile compared to DAR and right now the tail is so short that could be well it's not really signs of a consolidation but it's just signs of consistency so what I'm going to do now is well I have only two stocks so I'm going to take a closer look at these stocks let me well good news is I found the eight stocks that are making new highs. Now I'm going to check their relative strength. ADR. ADR? What is it? ADM. ADM. Archer Daniel Midlands. Okay, I'm going to use this format relative strength. Okay, now this doesn't look bad looks like a good stock why do I say that because I can see prices in an uptrend so the market is selling off and this stock is in an uptrend isn't that crazy 
and if I compare the industry the stocks industry is also well it has been in an uptrend for a while still in an uptrend though but that's currently trending downwards not trending downwards overall trend is up now how is ADM performing relative to its industry it is outperforming that's good how is the industry performing relative to the SPY well underperforming but it looks like it's beginning to outperform that's worth noting how is ADM performing relative to the SPY it underperformed for a while but right now looks like an outperformer so that looks like a good stock to me let me check the price action ADM it's always important to check the price action so this is what ADM looks like see this is what I'm saying so while the stock market is selling off this stock just formed a new high it's a new 52 week high look at this this is the low in March bottom higher high higher low no 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 that's not that's not correct so this is the bottom this is a high this is a higher low higher high higher low higher high higher low and higher high higher low who knows but it looks very good it's looking good yeah I like it see this high that it just formed this current price is higher than the close over the past 52 weeks yep forming new highs during the market sell-off you just have to like that so I'm gonna add this to my portfolio well this is my virtual portfolio that's not real money that's not real money but sometimes well most times the stocks I add here eventually go into my main portfolio so you can add this that's that's been added now what's even more exciting is DAR looks better than ADM so let me check DAR's relative strength so here we are get rid of these lines so DRL is in an uptrend well since the bottom it's been in an uptrend there was a period of consolidation here but it's beginning to break out it looks like it's breaking out basically that's what it looks like let me scroll up so that to me looks like looks like consolidation and then breakout 
That's what I see there. Now the industry is outperforming, up, sorry, no, uptrend, and DAR has been outperforming its industry. There was a brief period of underperformance, but now it's looking to outperform again. That industry sucks because that industry is underperforming the SPY. But that's about to change. DAR has been outperforming the SPY, but it's had a bad spell here and it now looks to be outperforming. Now I have to check the price action. DAR. Okay, look at this guy. Um, that's that looks nice. The overall trend is up. I like that. I like that. This stock is stock just formed. Is that an all-time high? Crazy. You see? This is crazy. This stock just formed an all-time high in the midst of a sell-off. Crazy, crazy stock. Crazy stock. All-time high in the midst of a sell-off. You have to love this. You have to love this. So, this is... Where's February? This is... February 19. So this is the start of. Let's move down. Where is it again? This is yeah. I'm gonna move here. So this is the start of the sell-off in February. Right there. So market sells off. Bottoms on March 23rd. But this stock bottoms here. And since then, it's been high, low, high, 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 low, high, 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 low, high, 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 low. And then at this point, what it does is that's the flag pull. This is the flag. This forms a bull flag and it breaks out. Now, what is it doing? This is the flag pull again. It's forming. That's from the flag and it's breaking out to the upside. So this crazy stock from the bull flag and in the midst of the market sell-off, it's breaking out to the upside, forming new all-time highs. What is its name again? Uh, Darling Ingredients, Consumer Staples. So I have to include that here, D-A-R. It's not just forming new highs, but it's actually breaking out of a bull flag. That is, that's a stock that I can buy right now. And what I need to do is I need to check to see what it's, the stock looks good. What about the company? Does the company look good? So I go to Coifin, D-A-R. That's what this company looks like. Because a lot of people cannot tell the difference between a company and the company's stock. I want to see the difference. Let me check the snapshot. 
what does it do darling ingredients develops produces and sells natural ingredients from edible and inedible bionutrients the company operates through three segments feed ingredients food ingredients and fuel ingredients huh. it offers ingredients and customized specialty solutions for customers in the pharmaceutical food pet food feed industrial fuel bioenergy and fertilizer industries company collects and transforms various animal byproduct streams into usable and specialty ingredients such as collagen, edible fats, feed grade fats, animal proteins and meals, plasma, pet food. Okay. Uh, all right. Looks like they're doing good business. Okay. Let me see. Earnings per share estimates. I'm not really into all this. It's currently trading 13 times earnings. So that's not, well, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm not so good in this part, but I'm guessing that's not too high. 13 times earnings should not be too high because if I go to Microsoft, Microsoft is trading at 37 times earnings. So 13 times earnings should be okay. What about, what about, um, let me see. Pick a random stock. Um, pick a random stock. Tesla. Oh, no data. Thank you. Amazon. Amazon is trading 126 times earnings. Anyway, whatever that means. Earnings estimates. 34. Revenue and growth. Okay. Looks like they have good revenues. Looks flat. Compound annual growth rate. <laughs> Doesn't look good. But that's growth. That's not, that's talking about, wait, growth rate, uh, rate of growth, mm, whatever that means, I don't know. Revenue and net income. Okay, I like this one. Revenue is, this is the past 10 years. Looks, I'll say, const consistent. Yeah. They're doing good business net income is on the increase so they're doing well how about gross profit see that i like that debt oh. lots of debt in 2015 no 2014 huge increase in the amount of debt and it's been on a decline since then short interest very low 2.1 percent what's the price target by the analysts 
Wow, you see, Wall Street loves this company. Current price is 34. The average price target by Wall Street analysts is 39. So, what do we have here? We have a good company and a good stock. What's not to like? So, I'm going to add that to my portfolio. ADM and DAR are my stock picks. And I think I might actually put one of these, or maybe both of them in my real portfolio. So that's it for this week. I'll see you next week.